Peace, Nicole. And I'm Erica. And we're the co-conspirators for Women's Color Collaborative, where we're working, playing, and building our way to a healthier, safer, and more affirming spaces and environment for women of color. This is Cool, Calm, and Collaborative. Yeah. Yeah, it is. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a week. We're still here. I don't think I want to use quarantine anymore. I am rejecting that from my vocabulary. I'm not feeling it. I don't feel quarantine. <clears throat> so I want to stop using the word. I used incubated in our emails that I sent out today. I don't know if you read them. You sent emails today? <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't know it. Oh, yeah, I did see those. Never mind. Um, incubated. I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not preparing to grow neither. I'm just in the house, you know? I'm trying <laughs> not to get sick. This is day 35 of that for me. Whatever, where we settle on. But, you know, I'm chilling. I had brunch for lunch. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I guess I just had a lunch then. It was lunch, but it was brunch-inspired lunch. Brunch-inspired lunch, yes. It was good. Um, so today is Easter. You asked me how I'm doing, so I'm going to answer the question. We don't do that enough, you know, but I'm going to really answer. So today's Easter. And to be 100% honest, had we not been um, socially distancing from one another... Uh, I probably would have been someone's church service, not necessarily because that is an active part of my practice anymore, but because church matters so much to a lot of the people who really matter to me. And so typically they will have dancers who are going to dance and there's people in the ministry who I'm close to or something along those lines. And I think because of the lack of that reality today, Easter hit me really hard. And I, I was sort of surprised. It threw me. It threw me today. I wanted to do Easter in a very specific way. You couldn't because we're, we're socially distancing. Exactly. But I think it, yes. And what it facilitated for me was this feeling of like extreme sadness and grief, especially for those people, especially in my life, but I know all over, who the power of today is the cornerstone of their their belief system mm -hmm. you know the power of the resurrection means everything to christians if christ had not risen then there would be no faith for them to believe in right and so i don't know i was sort of overwhelmed today i'm gonna be honest with a little bit of sadness and grief and then what it connected to, to, to for myself is something that you and I have talked about before, which is I realize I do heal through community. Mm -hmm. And between the tornado here in Nashville and then COVID, I have been very removed from community while feeling hurt, you know, alongside a community. Mm -hmm. And I think that coupled with Easter, the thought of what church does for folks and the feeling of community that it provides um, on top of the, the sheer holiness of today. It got to me a little bit. That's how I'm feeling today. How you doing? I, I am actually chilling. Um, 
I haven't done anything at all this weekend, like nothing. Um, and so that's been, you would think that's been the norm, but I wasn't overly chasing the child who got a potty training doll and quickly turned the pot into a pot to cook in. <laughs> She's, yeah, but we'll see how that goes. So it's just, I, I've been chilling. I don't feel like I've been doing that um, for the other 33 days of this. <laughs> I mean, I have been, obviously I've been at home doing, you know, little to nothing, but my brain has been working overtime, you know, because that's just what my brain does. Just be like, I don't really care right now. I don't know what news happened, any of that. I feel like I hit a switch on Friday and now it's Sunday evening. Got to turn the switch back on. I'm chilling right now. What's been your favorite thing this week? So, like I just said, I'm an anxious person, right? And remember, I had all this anxiety because we had so much shit planned this this spring. So much shit. We had the trip to California. We had my cousin's bachelorette party. We had my anniversary. And then her wedding. And then from there, it's like my birthday, my husband. Like, you know, remember? So, COVID-19 canceled the bachelorette party. <laughs> so, I was like, whoo! man but maybe i'm still going to go into this wedding you know because back then we didn't know anything and i don't feel anxious about it anymore but then i was thinking damn i gotta go back to california where all the sickness is that's what i'm about to do and there was this whole like oh man she's still gonna get me like this whole mess but my favorite thing this week is that she got married yesterday or whatever day friday so she got married very happy for her like I said in my post I've known her 100% of her life and that's a weird thing like there's only a handful of people I've known 100% of their lives so that made me really happy what about you okay so this is where we have to add like an editor's note that um, what I'm about to disclose right now is some intimate details to the inner workings of organizations that are near and dear to both of our hearts, yeah. um, being those pan panelinic council, divine nine Greek organizations. So I was out in these streets. I was real quick with it, but I was out in these streets. Um, an That's all. I was just out here. Getting in essential services. I observed these two cars that were sitting in a parking lot and it was just very, it was very suspicious, you know, not suspicious. And for those listeners who do not know me, I grew up in Detroit. Um, we moved to Indianapolis, but my spidey senses um, are, are, are pretty in tune. You know, I, I noticed surroundings. It's just how you grew up, right? There's just a certain element of safety. So seeing these two cars, not anywhere related to a business, you know, her sitting in a parking lot, um, and then beginning to see these, these black male bodies. Not too old, not too, you not teens, you know, definitely, okay, I'm going to go with college age. College age. Maneuvering in and around these cars, all seeming to put on various layers of clothing that looked identical from the shoes to the socks. <laughs> The sweatpants, <laughs> the undershirt, because they got a match <laughs> all the way down. 
And as I sat there, I began to notice small icons that are familiar to certain <laughs> fraternal <laughs> organizations that I'm familiar with. And I quickly put together that these gentlemen were definitely um, seeking membership in <laughs> Greek letter. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That is amazing. We are in here washing our hands and social distancing and these college educated young men cannot be doing that. They just can't be in, in the house like that. Do you want to know how they exited the parking lot? Yes. They combined vehicles and they took one car. <laughs> okay. For all of my folks out there who understand, I appreciate you going on that journey with me. That was absolutely, and I recorded it and sent it to Nicole. So we had this moment in the vehicle together. I just Be don't have very many opportunities to... Um, like, I don't think about college that much at all. So when things like that pop up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then we also don't have a chance to, to be members of our shared organization very often. So anytime we get this, this random opportunity to, you know, show up somewhere or share a moment, I'm just very happy. So I'm happy I was there to share that and receive that because it reminded me of some nights of my own. It, it definitely took your girl back. Um, and I think, so one of the reasons it was my favorite moment, one of my favorite moments this week, is because <clears throat> as I'm not here to argue about <clears throat> the safety <laughs> of which they are practicing, whatever. But what I do know to be true is that is a very real lived experience for individuals who are seeking membership in certain organizations. And I do appreciate and value that they are able to have that experience. Now, I'm not putting a value on the experience itself, but I will say that to me made my heart smile a little bit, that it felt like this is life as normal for this Black man who- for The COVID-5, that line. <laughs> The Corona 19. <laughs> so that was my favorite moment for the week. Yes, that's great. Sounds like we had some good weeks. So this week's show is all about Living Single. It's like one day I found out that Living Single was on Hulu. And the next year I've watched every episode 15 times every single night. Because now I have a toddler who loves it. It has become one of my favorite shows. And, I mean, Erica, is there ever a moment we're together somewhere and Living Table don't pop up? No, not ever. Yeah, so it's, it's, it was pivotal when I was a child. It was super important. And having it on Hulu now just makes it super important, like larger than it was ever before. Because, again, I've watched it every night for a really long time now. It's refreshing to have a solid go-to where not only do I feel my identity is reflected, but that the interactions mirror the things that I prioritize in my own life with my friends and myself in a very real way. And it's funny. It doesn't, it doesn't take me to the bad place, right? Like 
It doesn't make me overthink. All the things that stimulate me from other um, shows, right, or different genres that I don't enjoy, um, Living Single gives me sort of the remedy to all of that. Not only that, it's it's a very 90s show, but the themes and the topics are still relevant, like, in in real ways. I can even remember a situation or I've heard, like, one of my friends describe a situation, like, something that's happened on the show. So, for it to be timeless, we say that a lot of things are classics, um, but this really is a Black classic. Like, it got ripped off in Friends. (laughs) So... An icon. Those those women, including the women who made it, are iconic. Like made it behind the scenes. So yeah, today we're gonna give you our top five living single episodes. Yeah, that's each because <laughs> there's gonna be some overlap, I imagine. So yeah, this is gonna end up being seven to ten episodes. <laughs> okay, let's start. What's your top five? Your your fifth favorite episode. And number five, I feel like this one may be a shock to you, but sometimes, you know, I feel like you know me better than I know myself. Even when <laughs> I know so, coming in at number five, we have On the Rebound, season three, episode three, Grand Hill. I grew up in the D, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, a seeing Grand Hill on TV? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was a piston, people. That's, hello. Like, that is what I loved about 90s television is that you saw, like, there was so much cross everything and Grand Hill, not only being there, but being Khadija's love interest. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. They gave all the women play on that show. And for him, someone Khadija, I really, really appreciate it, especially when we know that um, Regime was trying hard, real hard. I mean, Khadija got... Lots of dudes. I mean, yeah. she all the famous men loves Khadija. Yeah, that's one of those. I, <laughs> I I had that on my list, and I was like, nope. I know where this is gonna be uh, because I know you're from D, and I I just knew. I just knew. I knew. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. So, my number five, season three, okay. episode sixteen, okay. like father, like son. It's the one where Regine dates Melvin and Mario Van Peebles. Great episode. That episode. I love it because, like, I mean, you couldn't get bigger than Mario Van Peebles in the 90s. You could, like, as far as Black directors, he, I don't know some of them now, but he was up there with Spike. You know, he was was doing a damn thing. It was in New Jack City. Like, just, he was huge, right? So to have him on the show with his daddy, who is a legend in his own right. Sweet, sweet back, sweet, you know, badass song. Like, it was great. And then, just the way the story unfolded, how um, <laughs> Regine finds out that she's dating the father when he's in the apartment and watching him on the news and says, he always mentioned my mother, that's just great. Everybody finds out together, beautiful. Absolutely love it. So I would have picked that one for you because it is, it is writing at its best. And I know you appreciate the art behind that episode and the classics that you just named. I mean, that episode was undefeated with the amount of like black, beautiful maleness Mm -hmm. um, that was timeless, like just classic. Yes. It was great. 
It's great. Okay. Okay, so we're going to move on to number four. Mine is season two, episode 22, Another Saturday Night. That's the one. That's the one where Overton gets swindled at the pool hall and needs a wingman. Kyle is off with the princess, so he has to take Sinclair and Khadijah. And so at first we think that, you know, they're losing. Khadijah slips and falls, and Sinclair has to stand in, and then she kills it. She gets all their money. Good episode. Love that episode. I mean, probably for the same reasons why you said I was going to like the other one. The writing is great. And when I'm very high, I can hear the pages. Like, I can hear the acting. It's beautiful. I love it. Love it. That is one of my favorite episodes because I love, I feel like Sinclair is naturally the underdog, right? I love it's the shine. Yeah. I mean, character is written and it's well-rounded yes I think all of theirs are to a certain extent but I love when she gets to like really save the day um and that's one of those episodes that they did that they did the they did that they did (laughs) okay my number four came in honestly from process of elimination because I had to put some stuff in some order and this had to go in from a, a deep, like, moral place for me. Season five, episode nine, forgive us our trespasses. Max is completely effed up in the head by this defendant who claims to be Jesus. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, it's... <laughs> So what we know is I have a kindred spirit towards um, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) All of the um, archetypes of characters, right? We usually see these these configurations in these friendships. And Max is very ambitious. She is very straightforward. I mean, we can have a whole segment on the character development like her as a character because she is highly highly sexual but not sexualized and it's so beautiful um and I feel a lot of that I feel a lot of that in my type a personality I feel a lot of that in my um directness with my friends and my friendships like I see a lot of myself in that and knowing that her as a character we knew that she needed to go somewhere right like we knew in this character development for her that there was going to have to be a breaking point um this is after the big breakup with Kyle. She's sort of spinning out of control. And then the one thing that is her solid, which is her career, is shaken, but shaken from a like ethical meets spiritual perspective that she really has a hard time wrestling with. And I love how that unfolds in that episode. Um, especially with her like not winning the case, right? Like you would still think that, oh, she could she's gonna come out on top. But that's not how it worked. And I, I, yeah. So forgive us our trespasses is my number four. Yes. Now, I thought it was going to be, I, I, I knew that this would be on your list. It's not one of my honorable mentions, but I still think it's on there somewhere. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what was going on in the world, but you texted me that you were watching that episode. And not that, oh, I just happened to be watching Living Single and it came on, but like, I had a rough day, so I turned on this episode. Yeah. So I knew it was, I knew that was going to be on your list. Yes. 
I scored it. Damn, damn. Okay, number three. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. This episode I love because again the greats. I think most of my my tops. Although I'm giving away, I think most of my tops have the guest stars. Yo, she's so gangster to me. She's so gangster that she is like one of the baddest activists and play one of the bougiest college women we ever know. So I'm coming in number three at Shrink to Fit, um, season three, episode 19, featuring the amazing Miss Jasmine, Jasmine guy. So in this episode, though, not only do we get Jasmine, but we get Jasmine as a therapist. Yes. Khadija's therapist. So you have the main, the strong, the pivotal, or the, the pillar of this like entire, you know, cast, right? And and she she gotta see a therapist. And you have Jasmine Guy who has this amazing dry wit humor, sort of, you know, um very witty. Um, and their interactions are just hilarious to me. However, I will say what is the icing on the cake for me for this episode, which is why I made the list, are the individual reactions of each of Khadijah's friends to the fact that Khadijah is in therapy. And that to me just speaks to why this series is so beautiful because it shows you true Black women friendships, in my opinion, and all of the dimensions and all the ways it shows up. I mean, Max running through the door, grabbing Khadijah and like cradling her and telling her, you should have come to me. It's just, it's who we are, right? It's Black women. And this episode, I love, I just love, I just love. Okay. guy not giving Khadijah a discount. She was like, no. Pay black women, they rape. Pay me what you owe me. Um, my favorite is Regine saying, I am trendy enough because she was saying, <laughs> I read about this, you know, therapy is cool right now. And so I think he just says, would you go? Like, no, I'm trendy enough. <laughs> yes, that was, that was good. Um, I love in that episode, <laughs> I this what season is this again? The season four? Four, I think. Four nineteen. Yeah, no, because there's some okay, what well, there are some allusions to set it off by now. Yes. And so it's <laughs> have Khadijah come in in that wig, like and it's so it's so clever because I know that she was in set it off, you know, and who would have thought like that set it off would be so classic that it would still matter with like however many years it's been since we watched this show. It's yes. I love that. Love, love, love. So, my number three. <laughs> now, there is a lot to be said about Max and Kyle's relationship. Lots. Um, lots I don't like. <laughs> lots. <laughs> There's a whole book about Max out there, written by us in some other dimension or whatever. But, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> we're busy right now. <laughs> but this one is my favorite episode of theirs. It is season two, episode 15, Singing the Blues. Yes, I'm so glad that's on your list. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad it's on yours. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, Max and Kyle from episode one have this sexual tension, which is built 
on this really shaky, faulty, you've been dissing me for years ground, and that's going in the book. <laughs> but they've always had this passion and this chemistry and everything. So when Kyle agrees to to get on the stage for this talent show, and he is singing, like, and and he even he even like notes that Max is not there. Like that's how how how. The chemistry is like he's looking for her but not looking for her right and so while he's singing she walks in and just teases him woos him with all her pheromones and her looks and everything so and then he runs off the stage so i love that because you expect he's gonna go one way like you know max is up to something you expect that it's gonna be something super funny and hilarious but like kyle crumbles at the sight of max i thought that like that is that's the piece of the thread of the the love story that max deserves you know to like have that kind of feeling for somebody and then have it flipped at the end where she he basically does the same thing to her like all the things I feel like that's what they should have had all the time that kind of playful chemistry yeah that is one of the episodes where I'm really thankful that they made Max such a well-rounded character because we do see her vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I think as Black women, we can relate to, to moments where she's vulnerable, but she's not really showing it. You see it with the girlfriends, et cetera. But like, I appreciate in the writing that you saw her vulnerable, literally in public, eating a napkin. <laughs> right? Like, tearing a napkin with her teeth. <laughs> what, there's nothing to throw a parade over. So what's with all the confetti? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I also just like that episode because it has such a focus. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a whole lot going on around that. And that was fun for an episode. Ooh. That's interesting. Because I can't remember the B story. I think, I, ooh, man, mm. that must be the one where Khadija is being interviewed by that super prestigious black public show or whatever. And she, she, she bombs at first. And then, you know. Regine makes her angry or something. I remember that part. I think that's happening in the background for this. And what's weird about it is that Khadija is at all the other scenes. So it's it's like the B story really is a D story. (laughs) 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 It had to fill the episode. Yeah, that's my number three. So, <clears throat> my number two, so, okay, most of these episodes, all of these episodes are from the first few seasons, because absolutely, I mean, there are moments in season five that I appreciate, um, but I can't stand that season as a fan, and so, like, there are lots of episodes in season four that I haven't seen, or I've only seen a few times, because I don't even get too deep into season four, because I don't want to get too close to that trash, <laughs> So a lot of my, I mean, my favorite episodes are going to be first half. This one, my number two episode is from season one, is episode three, Whose Date Is It Anyway? 
This is the episode where Sinclair's been in New York for six months and she hasn't been on a date. So the girls are, you know, trying to set her up with somebody. Meanwhile, Tommy from Martin appears on the show as a veterinarian, has already asked her out. So they get her ready for this date. She goes on this date and the girls go too. And there's this whole thing about you guys crash and all this stuff. And then Overton crashes and it's basically Sinclair and Overton's first date. It's beautiful that is a beautiful episode yep i love that episode that's a good one yeah it's like they they make it a point to show you in every episode like from the beginning that sinclair and overton are going to be together but that's the one where it's like these two people have like they're this is it this is great i love it a lot like that one deserves a round of applause because i wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone there, but I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. I also appreciate that the girls were so invested. Like, <laughs> you know, a group of sister friends decide that they are committed to something for you. Mm-hmm. It happens, you know, and they were really committed to Sinclair dating. Show him cleave. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Okay, so this is where, you know, our our roads diverge because I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for for my season four and parts of season five. The what's his name? Trip. Mm-hmm. We can't stand that. I mean, I don't like Mel Jackson right now because of Living Single. <laughs> the writers, they just they 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 didn't know. They didn't know. Okay. My number two. Never Can Say Goodbye, season four, episode 24. It is the season finale of season four. And in this episode, so much happens. Um, Most important, no, 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 no. I'm not going to go in that order. I will tell you what matters to me. Okay. We, all the girls together the night before Sinclair gets married. Mm -hmm. And because I am who I am in relation to my women relationships, I so much appreciated seeing them in this moment, sort of reflecting and being brutally honest with each other. Like there's a moment where they're together where essentially they read each other their rights. Like this is why you single. (laughs) That's the title, right? I mean, it's, it's the irony of all of it. And Sinclair's the first one to get married out of all of this crew of all of these women who are even on that night sort of boasting about their accolades to one another. And yet Sinclair is the one who's getting married first. I love how that feels. Right. Um, And then Max and Kyle have their, their moment of, of whose balls are bigger. And we know the Maverick sticks to her guns, um, but only to turn around and tell Kyle that she loves them at the wedding mind blown mind blown yeah yeah i mean that episode that episode feels like a finale and yes. i i would have rather forfeit every every game we made in season 5 you know that's regime finding her kin that is max having this bait like all of the things we gained in season 5 i feel like 
So what if they would have just ended the series there? Because it felt nice. Like you said, we are like, it just felt good to have the four of them reminiscing on everything they've been through. So yes, this was an episode. And and it ends with, again, piggybacking off of the common thread here between you and I, with Kyle singing essentially to Max at the wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So here it is. We're down to number ones for each. Yes. I don't like this. I don't think this is going the direction you think it's going to go. You don't think so? Okay. Okay. Fine. I don't think so. I have some honorable mentions, though, that I'm going to name. <laughs> <laughs> I know you opted out, but I did not. I mean, some of your episodes have been my honorable mentions, though. I mean, I can't remember now because I erased my honorable mentions, but I think your number five was on my list. Right. I think so. Okay. You want me to go? We're going to number one? Yes. In your dreams. Okay. I think I, okay. Uh, Episode 11, they go to this retreat. And this is, again, if you have been paying attention, there's clearly a theme with me and Max here. Max has a complete existential crisis, right? Like she has no idea what's happening. And what I appreciate about your girl, she told the friends, right? Like she is very open about her path. Once she identifies what's happening, mm-hmm. she Khadija's bag for her, walked in the house and said, we're going on a retreat together. She put her clothes on and told her, get in the car. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, there's so many gems from this episode for me, but I will have to say Erica Alexander's ability to do physical and situational comedy is unparalleled in this show. And that episode, Girlie went through, I think they said 62 lives mm-hmm. and she was <laughs> all of them and we see at least mm, three or four of these scenes physically play out where she is embodying these different past lives who for our listeners who don't know we're all male and so Max decides she has to have a baby because that's the one thing her spirit has not been able to complete all of this speaks Erica I mean I don't know what else to say about it on top of Khadija having dreams about Scooter and then Scooter showing up at the retreat which for me then went okay I know I feel I got some issues with with Scooter he's an F boy in my brain however he was at this retreat so maybe he is trying to heal himself that's Nicole just rolled her eyes at me (laughs) Uh, you know I got another book of Scooter shit Scooter is a whole chapter of of issues but um, I did appreciate seeing him in this episode I ain't gonna lie okay that's the number one I really love how you said a couple things. Sometimes I think you know me better than I know myself. I don't think this is going to go where you think it's going to go. It went exactly where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> exactly where I thought it was going to go because that episode like while Erica, obviously all her episodes are Max, I don't know all of them, but you know you're, you do like line up with Max more than me because I'm not type I don't I wouldn't consider myself to be type A at all like that part of her drops off and I go into Khadijah but um I growing like Max was me I am Max we are together so for me her realizing that the one thing she can do now first of all this concept that I've been a man in all of my lives <laughs> like 
I've considered it. So <laughs> I'm just thinking about like the one thing you can do as a woman is have a baby. You know, I, I've through the years it's been like I can do more. <laughs> you know, I put on that hat, and then it's been like, oh, you know, now I have this daughter. Like I couldn't have had this daughter before. You know, so it is. Yeah, yeah. I would like to say that um, this in no way like rips away the gravity of my number one. But this is probably my favorite living single episode. Your number one is like the one. But I know it will be yours. So, and I have others. So, my number one, <laughs> my favorite living single episode is season one, episode 27, What's Next? This is when Khadijah, who's been dating Alonzo, um, she is kind of flirting. She's she's giving up, or maybe not giving up, but she's let Scooter go, and she's dating Alonzo. Then starts talking to Scooter on the phone again. All of a sudden, he pops up when Alonzo is there. Yes. You remember that? Yes. Um, <laughs> this is also the episode where Max gets suspended from work, and she is going to you know get her girl. She got her tequila in her lines. She wants to talk to Khadijah. Khadijah is busy. She wants to talk to Regine. Regine being the gossip of the house is also busy. So she finds her way in the boys' apartment. Yes. And this is where do it. I'll <laughs> have sex for the, the first, first time. time. Yes. You did there, friend. I see what you did there. <laughs> this episode it's not just this it's not just that Max like I'll have sex for the first time um although that like we I love good writing it's beautiful the way it happens um because like I remember I remember it happening but I by the time I watched it again for the first time you know since I was a kid I didn't I didn't remember that's how it happens like I didn't know where she was gonna go <laughs> but I didn't think she was going upstairs that's yeah so we also get uh, Ozzy Davis in this episode. We get Anne Marie Johnson from Anne Living Color in this episode. Um, Ozzy is her boss, Evanson Bell. It's Ozzy. Yeah. Um, Anne Marie is the client. I can't remember the client's name, but uh, <laughs> Anne Marie, when you talk about physical comedy, like she's walking out of the room from saying, I, I won't be here as long as she's here. So she has to go. And so she runs out the room and says like, do you have any idea how old I am? Doesn't matter. It's big old swoosh and she gets caught in the coat rack. <laughs> so Max gets up, or I should say Erica Alexander does this because she does the damn thing. She gets up, unhooks the wig, gets, man, she, we, we see a hint of a smile. She sits back there and she said, whoo. Creative types or something like that, like and just sets herself back up. The camera goes back to Ozzy and the other gentleman, and their face is doing nothing. Excellent. That whole excellent is a great episode. I'm going to go watch that as soon as we get off this podcast. <laughs> because I don't think it's Chloe's favorite episode because she goes, "Baby, I'm back <laughs> again." <laughs> that episode. That episode. We still have discrepancies around age and and um, architecture plan um, of this building. This layout does not quite work. I have questions. Um, oh, can I tell you my honorable mentions? Yes. Okay. 
I'm going to go my like number two, then my number one. My number two honorable mention is Living Single under Undercover with Dwayne Martin. That episode was really fun to me. Yeah. Between Max needing this like expose of the woman who's embezzling money from one of her, her districts, right? Right, because she's a politician by then. She's um she's a, a elder Old woman. Older woman, yeah. So she um yeah, she finds out she's she's essentially under fire, finds out of course that there's some money missing, puts Khadijah on the case, which is a great scene of her hand as Khadijah's thinking about what she needs, Max is handing her all of the documents. <laughs> Cause that's what good friends do. I'm gonna be prepared for what you're gonna need from me when I make this ask of you. Um, but the situational comedy in here, which Khadijah and um Max do well in multiple episodes. Mm-hmm great they break into an office trick a security guard i mean it's beautiful um meanwhile Dwayne martin who's a big star at this you know high high career um is essentially in competition with khadijah and i of course appreciate that um you know he doesn't win in the end they never do kadeem harrison lost too yeah so that was my second one my number one honorable mention brings out all the nerd in me and i love it because it's just beautiful and it is the the harlem episode the harlem episode yeah so this is season three episode 21 they essentially have a flashback and they're now at a, a cotton club in harlem um max is a is the madam Oh, yes, where he doesn't want it to get knocked down. Um, in real life, in real time, um, Kyle is trying to save a building that used to be a cotton club that he really, really enjoyed. Um, I guess he has some lineage to it, and he always imagined being able to sing on the stage. It's getting knocked down, and so the whole episode is sort of a, a I don't know what you technically call that, when you do sort of a, it's not well, a I don't know, flashback of, are now in like the roaring 20s and essentially all the characters are um superimposed into this this club's various characters and it's a fun episode yeah i think it one of my favorite season five episodes if i have to watch it it'll be the one where they do that in 60s tell them tell them tell them that you need them exactly that yeah yeah that's a good one um i can't remember like just off the top of my head one honorable mention i have is called um double indignity it's when max goes to work as a telemarketer because she's jobless because she got she quit you know evans and bell and this episode where she gets hired at the private the d not the da who are these people public defender's office Mm because she has to get free herself she's been arrested yes yes so if you love living single as much as we do or you know even a little bit <laughs> let us know what your favorite episodes are um tell us what you think about our favorites um yeah here at Cool, Calm, and Collaborative, we want to make sure that we are spotlighting our amazing collaborators um, anytime that we have a platform to express our ideas or our opinions or just 
vent for the day. We also want to make sure that we're amplifying the visibility and the voices of those members of our network that make this work worth doing. Um, so this segment is our collaborator spotlight. And so moving forward, what we'll do is highlight um, the amazing work of women in our network who are contributing to the world around us in any ways that their talents and skills and hearts see fit and desire. So to kick us off, we are spotlighting ourselves. Us. <laughs> this week, um, our episode is unofficially been brought to you by um, the two of us, your co-conspirators. We've been talking about doing a show for a really long time. We did a semi-pilot pilot thing of one. Like it's been it's been a journey. But if you're listening to this, that means we did it. Did it. We did it. Out of us. Um yeah. Any final words? Final words. Any last words for this episode? <laughs> Do something that makes you happy this week. Mm-hmm. Follow us. Um, everywhere we are at Workplay Build. Our website is workplaybuild.org. Um, I'm mom. That's it, y'all. Peace, Nicole. I'm Erica. The Coke Spirits. One's a color collaborative.